Hallelujah. Let's never say thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Jesus is the reason why we are here today. Happy Easter in Jesus' name. Greet the viewers, happy Easter in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. Amen. This is a time for sober reflection on life itself. Christians all over the world observe this Easter to honor Christ's victory over death. The Bible says that we are saved by a gospel that tells us that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead. It is this message. Embracing this message is what saved us today. The blood he shed on the cross. The blood that drifted from his hands, his feet, his head, is the most precious commodity in the history of mankind. Jesus has purchased for you and me at the price of great suffering, salvation, deliverance, healing, and all of God's blessings. The Son of God came all the way down from heaven to put an end to our unworthy past and to give us a life that is full and free. Let somebody say, a life that is full and free. Imagine a life without guilt, without condemnation, without fear, without inferiority complex, with the peace of God, a contented life. What a wonderful life. Let somebody say, what a blessed life. That's the promise of God for you and me. This brings us to our message this morning, a life anew. Say, neighbor, a life anew. Say, Jesus has come. To put an end to my unworthy past and to give me a glorious new existence. Let's take our Bibles quickly to the book of Romans chapter 6. I start my reading from verse 4. It says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Verse 7. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Last verse. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Let us say, praise the Lord. Let us say, praise the Lord. The testimony of the Spirit of God says in the book of Romans chapter 1, 
from verse 3 to 4. That Jesus is declared to be the Son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead. The question is, what does Jesus' resurrection mean to you and me? When we talk of resurrection, we are talking of the rare privilege, opportunity, God has given to you and me, all believers, to experience a new beginning. A situation where every dead part of our lives, every dead area of our lives receives life anew. Let someone say, life anew. Every dead area of our life receives life anew. Resurrection simply means to become alive again or a new beginning. How does it refer to our life as believers? To be born again, the believer must first die with Christ and resurrect with him. This means we must die to our unworthy past and be alive to our future. This means sin's power over us is broken and we put on Christ as newness of life. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. This is the significance of resurrection. Sin's power over me is broken.
Hallelujah. You heard the song? Since power over us is broken. This means our past is over. You may be serious. Say, my past is over. Tell your neighbor, your past is over. Say, my past is over. Thank you, Jesus. Give thanks to him. Give thanks to him. Give thanks to him. Yes, brother, our past is over. This means to conquer your past, there is something we need to do. You must, keep, you must keep in the forefront of your heart that Satan always discusses our past, but Jesus discusses our future. The devil discusses our past because it appears to be the only information he has against you. That's why Jesus warns us not to look back. Say, neighbor, don't look back. Your past is over. Jesus refers to Lot's wife in the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 32. It was a warning Jesus gave to us today not to go back to the world and flesh we have already renounced. When you look at the book of Genesis chapter 19, when God instructed Lot's family not to look back, the Lord was simply saying to them, now that you are sanctified, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't go back to the impurity of the world I'm delivering you from, and you shall be saved indeed. But the Bible says Lot's wife still longed for Sodom and its unforbidden indulgences. She was much about her property, houses. She was living in Sodom. Despite the fact she received a special grace in her deliverance from Sodom. The book of Genesis 19.26 says, she was not dead to her past. Her heart never checked out of Sodom. Her heart was still that way. Say, neighbor, where your treasure is, there your heart is. She looked back and she was doomed to destruction. In the book of John, chapter 8, verse 11, Jesus met the woman caught in adultery and told her, I do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. When the Lord met the man he healed at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, verse 14, the Lord said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. In these biblical passages, Jesus Christ is simply saying a warning, saying, see, your past is over. Stop looking back or something worse may happen to you. The Lord is saying, now you are sanctified, cleansed by the word of God. You should remain cleansed and stop reliving the past in your present life. Say, neighbor, stop reliving your past in your present life because your past is over. To look back is a trap of the devil. To look back 
to open oneself up to the impurity of the world, we have already renounced. When you focus on your past, your present is in danger and your future is tarnished. Each time you want to focus on your future, the devil is always there, always there to remind you of your unworthy past in order to provoke your guilt, your fear, and to hinder your future. Don't look back. Say, neighbor, my past is over. I shall not go back to it. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't look back. Look on the future. Jesus owns our future. No matter what your life was, today there is future for you. Jesus never consults your past to determine your future. And he said, in the book of John 14, verse 2, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I will go and prepare a place for you. This is the plan of God for you, for me. Believing that is our connection to that plan. With our heart, we believe unto righteousness. In the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 13, at that day of Palm Sunday, when Jesus entered the temple, he began to sanctify the temple, to remove anything that is not of God, because God cannot dwell in an unholy place. Remember, our heart is a temple. Say, my heart is the temple. Therefore, God is interested in the state of our hearts because our heart is the dwelling place. Our heart is the prayer room. Say, my heart is a prayer room. The question, what is the condition of our heart today? What is the state of our heart today? Our life reflects what is in our heart. The man of God, Prophet Tibisha says, I am what is in my heart. You are what is in your heart. What is in your heart? Today, many hearts are closed, locked to the truth. Because of what? Bitterness, anger, and forgiving spirit. The harboring of unforgiving spirit damages our hearts and breaks the communion with God. Remember, Jesus came to restore that relationship with God. The harboring of the spirit of unforgiveness breaks the communion with God. And remember, when you pray, God listens to our prayers and responds to us according to the state of our heart. Therefore, as we stand in his presence, we should not only lift up clean hands, but a pure heart. If your prayer seems to delay, it may be because our words need healing, because our heart needs healing. Say, Lord, 
Lord, dirty I am. You can still cleanse me. Say, Lord, dirty I am. You can still cleanse me. Cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. Prayer is the shortest route between God and our heart. The man of God, Prophet TV, Joshua gave us a prayer that can usher us to that future, to the kingdom of God. He said, Lord, open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your spirit. Open my heart to your faith. Say, Lord, open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your spirit. Open my heart to your faith. Open my heart to your word. Because the Bible says, Romans chapter 10, verse 8. God has given us the word of faith. The word must find its place in our hearts. Because it is when the word enters our heart, our spirit acts on that word. And the more our spirit acts on the word, the more it influences our behavior and conduct. This is the way of the Lord. Say, neighbor, not only must we have God's word, we must have God's spirit. Say, Lord, open my heart to your spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 says, God has given us the spirit of faith. The work of the Holy Spirit always begins in the understanding. Means no one can obey the written word without his help. No one can live right without his help. He opens our eyes to see how wrong our sin are. He helps us to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior in faith and completely changes our life. Say, Lord, open my heart to your faith. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, God has given us the measure of faith. Our heart must be purified by faith and entire for God. Say, my heart must be purified by faith and be entirely for God. Faith purifies us and justifies us and removes the burden, the mountain of guilt of our past. If this is done, we are like unto God. Say, neighbor, neighbor, don't look back. Jesus has risen. Say, Jesus has risen. Today, today, a new way, a new life, a new fellowship has come. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Brethren, finally, no matter the situation you are in, no matter the mistake you must have done with your life in the past, 
the greatest love Jesus Christ has given us is the opportunity to correct our mistakes. If mistakes were not correctable, no one would enter the kingdom of heaven. But we have an assurance. Say, I have an assurance. The man of God, Prophet T.B. Yeshua, called this a mattress spirituality. You no, know, a spiritual mattress. You know, mattress? It is firm at both ends. I mean, our faith lies secure on it. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by his resurrection from the dead, is worthy to be the object of our faith. He is alive. Let someone say, He is alive. We have this strong confidence in Christ that our past and our future is secured. Say, my past is over. Because I know that my sins have been forgiven. Therefore, I have no question about my past. My past is over. So if the devil reminds your past, remind him his future. Say, my future is secured because I know where I am going. Heaven is my home. I have no question about my future. My past is over. Let someone say, a life anew. New life in Christ Jesus. Be it in your home, be it in your business, be it in your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, neighbor, never you talk or think on the level of the old life. Never you talk or think on the level of the old life. My past is over. Say, my past is over. As a Christian, as a child of God, the past should no longer control your thoughts. Your past should no longer control your thoughts because Jesus does not want you to look back. In which area of your life are you struggling with the temptation to take journey into yesterday? Ask your neighbor, in which area of your life? Say, in which area of your life are you tempted to take journeys into yesterday? Have you been cheated in the past? Did someone betray you in the past? Do you feel guilty? Condemned? Remember, Jesus has come to put an end to our past. You can be physically stressed. You can be emotionally stressed. But don't allow yourself to be spiritually stressed. Because if you are, you would lose focus on God and hinder your future. So right now, say neighbor, today is my day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
I will rejoice and be glad in it because Jesus is alive. We are celebrating his life. He is in our midst. Any moment from now, you will see his name working in the spirit. You will see his word working in the spirit. His power and anointing breaking the yokes, setting the captive free. Remember what he said. I shall be with you always till the end of the earth. No one that influences the thinking of human being has ever said this, only Jesus. So right now, as you sit in silence, begin to meditate. Lord, open my heart to your word. Open my heart to your spirit. Open my heart to your faith. In Jesus' name. May God bless his word.